a Kansas Memory, a Kansas State Historical Society podcast featuring glimpses of Kansas history from documents in the Library and Archives collections. Our last podcast featured Martha Van Orsdal as she decided which of her several boyfriends she would marry. She settled on John W. Shaw. The podcast went on to briefly describe Johnny's drinking problems and how he became ill with consumption, also known as tuberculosis. Martha's first marriage was filled with unhappiness, as first her six-month-old daughter and then her husband Johnny died. Martha lived in Topeka at that time. Sometime after she was widowed, Martha took a job as a live-in caregiver to Fred Farnsworth's mother. Fred was a postal worker friend of John Shaw's. Martha was welcomed by the Farnsworth family, and it was assumed that she would marry Fred. These diary entries from January and February of 1894 describe Martha's engagement and her concerns about her second marriage after the first one ended so tragically. Thursday, 18 January, 1894. Went downtown this morning, then to call on Mother Shaw, Mrs. Case and daughter, Mrs. Boyd and Kissy, Mrs. Ela and Mrs. Robinson. Spent afternoon with Mrs. Will Baker, 1210 Lincoln Street, where Fred came for me at 4.30 p.m. and brought me home. Gave me a ring for an engagement ring, a pretty little opal. I have just got to be engaged, whether or no, but I don't want to. Fred can't help being good, and there is no one else I care for, but I don't want to marry. I long with all my soul to be in a happy home of my own, but I am afraid of married life. I found it hell on earth, and I would be afraid of the best man who ever lived. Friday 19th. Some sleet, a little snow, and a pretty good rain. Good old Ted. Spends his evenings all with me, trying to prove to me how much he loves me, and telling me how good he is going to be to me, and how happy I shall be when he and I are married. I wish I could believe him. He never would be unkind to any woman, I know. But oh, the fear I have of marriage. Friday, February 2nd. At Mrs. Bowers and Mrs. Millhouse's this morning. Fred brought me some beautiful flowers this evening when he came from work. White hyacinth, white carnations, purple heliotrope, dark pink begonia, yellow jonquils, and smilax. 6.15 p.m. Upstairs writing this. Fred came to me, says, What are you writing? Your diary? Gave me a kiss and said, Put that in it. Such a lover. He is just all gone is certainly as devoted as any heart could wish. But oh my heart, will you ever believe in another man? Can I ever trust another? Saturday 3rd. Quite cold. Went to North Topeka for my photos, then to Mrs. W. Baker's to spend the afternoon. Fred and I had a very happy evening. I never saw a man so in love as Ted, and I wish I did not fear him. Tuesday, February 13th. Home. Ted is all devotion, and a person could hardly help loving the boy. But, oh, the trusting. Will he be the same after marriage? We have had such a happy evening together. Wednesday, 14th. All the Farnsworth family are urging Fred and I to marry at once and take the burden of household cares off Mrs. F. And Fred urges me to every day, for he wants to get me tied fast to him, so no one else can get you, he says. But I cannot bring myself to give up my freedom. I am afraid of married life. Men so easily forget they were ever lovers. It is evident that Martha liked Fred and thought he was a good person, but she couldn't forget the contrast between Johnny's behavior when they were courting and his drinking and abuse once they were married. 
Martha lets herself be persuaded to marry Fred. She describes her wedding preparations, her wedding day, and a brief honeymoon in her diary. She sometimes refers to Fred as Teddy. Monday second, I am making what I suppose will be my wedding dress. Yet I keep hoping Fred will change his mind. He is dear and good, but I have such a fear of marriage. Eva stayed all night with me. Tuesday twenty fourth. Ted is twenty eight years old today, and time he was marrying, but not me, Teddy. Go get some other girl. You are the best boy ever was, but my heart fears all men. Still, I went to town this afternoon and bought my wedding hat, a very pretty chip with roses and lace, a cream and gray straw, very becoming. Wednesday, second May, eighteen ninety four. At last has come the eventful second of May, and I am frightened to death. Bright and beautiful, and was up early. Fred made me tell Mrs. Farnsworth we would be married at noon, and oh, how happy Mrs. F was! Fred went to post office and left his horse for substitute carrier, then went for marriage license and minister. Little Margaret Pearson, Eva, and little Ed came this morning. Eva and I took Ed uptown and had his pictures taken during the morning. At noon, Fred and I were married by Reverend B. L. Smith. Sad Hodgins and Eva Herman standing with us. Oh, how I shook and almost fainted! Oh, it seems terrible. Frank Carey, friend and chum of Fred's, was only other guest. Mr. F and little Ed, Katie Brady, our servant, and little Annie Butterly, being only other to see us married. Just a quiet wedding. After dinner, Eva went with Fred and I to Leonard's photo gallery, where had our pictures taken. Then to Santa Fe Depot, where Fred and I took two o'clock train for Kansas City, and as we drove by Zimmerman's, Dolly ran out, pulled off her slipper, and threw it at us. And tonight we are with Fred's niece, Mrs. Brooke Brown, seventeen o nine Forest Avenue, Kansas City. Strangers to me, they have such a sweet baby boy, Leland, seventeen months old. Thursday, third May, eighteen ninety four. Spent a very pleasant day with Mr. and Mrs. Brooke Brown in Kansas City. After dinner, Mr. and Mrs. Brown took us on a car out to Westport, where we saw Baron Nelson's fine house. We sat about on the green grass, hunting four-leaved clovers. I found two, which I take for a lucky omen. Perhaps I am a luckier girl than I feel. Not one of the others found any four-leafs. We had a lovely ride and came back to Brown's for supper and spent the evening. Then took car to Union Depot. And took 9:20 p.m. Santa Fe train for home, arriving there about midnight to find house all lighted for us, but everyone in bed. On the center table we found a set of dishes as a present from Mr. Sad Hodgins and a nice glass water set from Katie Brady, our girl. Fred's happiness shines right out of his eyes, and I think mine will when I get over the fear caused by the unhappiness of my first marriage. Friday, 4th May, 1894. Being very tired and getting home late, we'd not get up this morning until about eleven o'clock. Fred home with me. We are sending out our at-home cards. Has rained all day in showers. Not one of my friends or relatives, nor even any of my acquaintances, know I am married, or even thinking of such a thing. It has been a happy day for both. It appears that Martha is beginning to be more comfortable with the fact that she is married. By January 1895, her diary entries reflect her growing contentment with her marriage. She and Fred are living with his father, so Martha is the homemaker for both of them. Saturday, 19th January 1895. Very busy today. 
but it is a joy to be busy in a home where one is appreciated. And Father F. and Fred are so kind and good always, as is Mrs. S. J. Hodgins, who boards with us. It is a happy home. Sunday 20th. A pretty day, so warm. Went with Father to church this morning, and this evening Fred and I went to Hamilton Hall to hear Dr. Tracy and Stereopticon lecture on temperance. An immense crowd in line, long before doors were open and was a terrible jam. I was crowded off my feet several times and hoped to never be in another such a jam. About 2,500 people there. Lecture good. Friday, July 12th. Was at Colonel James Burgess's a while this morning. Uncle Marion Van Orsdell brought in and gave me some very nice peaches this morning and spent the afternoon with Aunt Lucy Stoddard, who was matron at Ingleside. Fred and I went to Garfield Park this evening to the postponed 4th of July concert and fireworks. About 5,000 present and such a noise from such a crowd could hardly hear the band, so did not enjoy the evening much, but it was nice and cool. Saturday 13th. Canned wild goose plums this morning and darned socks all afternoon. Friday, August 30th. Uncle Marion Van came in again today with fruit and I bought two bushel peaches from him and he gave me one half bushels of clean peaches. Saturday 31st. Canning peaches also made lovely preserves out of some very large yellow clings. We will have fruit to eat this winter, if nothing else. Monday, September 2nd, 1895. Uncle Marion Van in with the fruit again today and we had him come to dinner. I bought half a bushel of nice peaches for 30 cents, and he gave me half a bushel. Wednesday 4th. Made peach preserves, spiced peaches, and chili sauce, and so very tired nearly fainted this evening. Now have 195 quarts of canned fruit, beside dried apples, peaches, and corn, and my jellies. Thursday 5th. Canned tomatoes all forenoon, and spent the afternoon with Mrs. Lizzie Bear. Fred coming for me when he finished work. After supper, we drove to Jim Shaw's and John Runyon's. A most beautiful moonlight night and cool breeze blowing. Martha and Fred continue to have a happy and contented marriage. Martha begins teaching a Sunday school class of boys at the First Christian Church in Topeka and continues to teach that same group of boys for a number of years. These boys, women's suffrage, and other community activities filled Martha's days and they are described in detail in the numerous volumes of her diaries. We will continue to add volumes of Martha's Diaries to Kansas Memory over the next several months. This has been a Kansas Memory, a Kansas Historical Society podcast. The documents used in this podcast are from Kansas Memory, a virtual repository of primary sources from our collections. The URL for this website is www.kansasmemory.org.